I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, today I have a cautionary tale, and it's one that unfortunately I hear way too often. And that's when a friendly stranger suddenly enters the life of a lonely senior. So this story happened in Fresno, but it happens everywhere, including here in Santa Barbara. Gosh, it is sad, though, Vicki, isn't it, that we have to be suspicious of someone befriending us? Absolutely. So here's the headline that caught my eye. Stacks of cash in suitcases. Woman charged with stealing millions from elderly Fresno man. Millions? Oh, my gosh. That's quite a lot of money. And how did she get away with that? The victim was an elderly gentleman who I will call Mr. Anderson. His wife passed away in 2015, and he was probably lonely. And, Patty, as you know, all of us, especially older folks, tend to fall into comfortable routines. And Mr. Anderson had his. He walked every morning to the 7-Eleven in his neighborhood to buy his morning newspaper. Well, that sounds like a nice morning routine, a walk followed by catching up on the news. Yes, but it was during these morning excursions to the 7-Eleven that Mr. Anderson met Miss Alvarado. And the two of them became friends. It should be noted that Alvarado was quite a bit younger than the victim. In fact, she was about the same age as the victim's granddaughter. Well, it's very sad to think someone might have an ulterior motive for befriending an elderly person. But I guess the age difference could be a red flag. Yeah, and it didn't take Alvarado long to figure out that Mr. Anderson was wealthy. He was a former probation officer, and although he and his wife had lived modestly, they invested well in companies like Pfizer and Lockheed Martin, and they had also invested in real estate and had accumulated quite a nice nest egg. Apparently, his net worth was more than $6 million. That's a very tempting amount of money for someone who is dishonest. Right. So the tale continues. Alvarado was very kind to Mr. Anderson. He was charmed by her kindness, and in early 2016, he allowed her to move into his home. Hmm. So that went pretty quickly, maybe too fast for someone he'd just met. That's right. Anderson's granddaughter, who lives in another state, became aware of this. Anderson told her that he met this lady who had a house around the corner and that she was coming over and cooking him meals. And apparently the granddaughter even talked to Alvarado once, and Alvarado told her her grandfather was such a wonderful man. Was the granddaughter suspicious at that point? Well, she became suspicious when she found out that Alvarado was her age. So how did the scammer get her hands on so much of Anderson's money? Well, about two years later, after she'd moved in, Alvarado and another woman named Brenda convinced Anderson to give Alvarado a power of attorney for financial management. Oh, no. That's probably a very bad idea. Now she had control of his assets. That's right. And this is where the story gets very dark. At the time, Anderson gave her power of attorney. 
he had severe dementia and wasn't able to understand what he was doing. Oh, I was afraid of that. So this fraudster was willing to bide her time and wait a couple of years before getting control of all his money. I guess she figured that $6 million was worth the wait. Right. And as soon as she had that power of attorney, she got to work. She quickly began draining his accounts. $6 million is a lot to drain. How did she do it? Well, from August 1st to September 12th of 2016, she withdrew more than $83,000 from Anderson's account at Bank of America, and a lot of it from ATMs, including many that were located at casinos. Did the bank ever become suspicious? They did, which caused Alvarado to move to a different bank. She opened an account at Chase Bank with a cashier's check for $909,000. And, of course, Chase eventually became suspicious. But once the banks became suspicious, she closed down her accounts. And then she started to use check cashing companies. She racked up more than $100,000 in fees from these transactions. Oh, my goodness. How much money did she actually take before she was caught? She got about $5 million. She cashed checks, dividends, stocks, and many of the transactions were over $25,000. So here's where the headline comes into play. She would go into the bank with suitcases. She would have the victim wait at the corner while she withdrew the money. Then she would wheel the money out of the bank in the suitcases. Oh, my goodness. Well, that seems like it would be more than just a little suspicious. How did she finally get caught? The article doesn't say, but we can hope that the banks reported the suspicious activity. So what's going to happen to her? Well, the Fresno DA filed four felony charges, including elder abuse. And if she's convicted, she could spend up to nine years, eight months in prison. So she is sitting in jail right now pending trial. And what about Mr. Anderson? What happened to him? Well, his granddaughter reported that his dementia got worse and he is now living in a nursing home. And Patty, the only saving grace is that he doesn't realize how much money his supposed friend stole from him. Oh, that is very sad. I guess the moral of the story is to be careful whom you let into your life and be very careful whom you designate as your power of attorney. But of course, he had dementia, so... That's a very bad situation where you have to depend on people that you do really trust. That's right. Now, I do have an update. Remember, I talked a while ago about scammers committing identity theft and stealing victims' unemployment benefits. It had become a big problem both for the consumer and for the California Employment Development Department. Well, now people are getting notices at their address informing them that they have been paid too much in benefits. The problem is the notices are coming to their address, but they are not in their name. In fact, some people are getting numerous notices, none of which have their names on them. So it seems that the scammers have used random addresses to get benefits, and many have been overpaid. And now EDD wants their money back from these innocent victims. That's so frustrating when we know that many people who have legitimately applied for benefits still haven't received them. Patty, sometimes life is just not fair. <laughs> it's the truth. But I do have some good news kind of on the same subject. 
And this is from a very recent article in the Los Angeles Times. So here's the headline. Fraud ring sought unemployment cash. Now, this was a COVID fraud scheme where the scammers submitted bogus unemployment claims on behalf of jail inmates. They were able to get $250,000 before they were caught. 21 people were arrested. Apparently, they operated out of the San Mateo County Jail, and they were caught when law enforcement officers heard the inmates talking about the fraudulent claims. Apparently, the claims were filed on behalf of 30 inmates. When the fraudsters were arrested, now this is some good news, the sheriff's department was able to get back $150,000 in cash. But the thing that's so frustrating, like we said before, is that these fraudsters were able to get their fake claims paid while so many, many people with legitimate claims have had their claims delayed. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, back again to life just isn't fair sometimes, but I'm That's glad right. they were at least able to uncover that scheme. My goodness. What nerve. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you, Vicki. And we'll be on the lookout for anyone that we love who's elderly who may be taken advantage of. That was such a good reminder for all of us and also for sharing the good news. Right. Thanks, Patty. Thank you so much. And can you remind us of your phone number in case anyone would like to get a hold of you? Yes. Area code 805-568-2442. I'll say it again. 805-568-2442. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Patty. Until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye now. Bye.